0: At the time of recording, there's not really much big news to talk about, so we're going to do a very quick roundup of smaller articles that aren't breaking the games industry, but that you might be interested in. So we're going to go quick fire in this episode. But before I do, I just want to remind you that our new type of episode, the Network Intel episode, is one that I make with questions, requests, research, inquiries, and rumors about the gaming industry sent in by you. So if there's anything that you're curious about from the video games industry, game developers, anything like that, that you'd like me to research and you think would be good content for an episode, get in touch. DeadDropPod at gmail.com, or you can direct message me on Twitter at Matt All right, let's get into it. This is your transfer from the 18th of August, 2022. And these are the new stories that you need to know. You might remember a few months ago, Nintendo of America made news when there were reports coming out from employees of the company that full time workers had a lot more access to more privileges, more benefits as workers for the company, as opposed to those working part time. This included health care options, cafeteria access, and in one case, the ability to drive an employee who had a head injury to hospital or not. Another report has come out from contractors who worked for Nintendo but not as Nintendo employees that have confirmed some of these earlier reports and a couple of things that are quite distressing including the idea of sexual harassment being quite rampant among the full-term employees in addition to the part-time employees who were dating full-time staffers getting access to all those benefits that I mentioned before. In that kind of environment there's an incentive for someone who doesn't have access to healthcare and a cafeteria to date one of the full-time staffers just to get access to those kinds of privileges. There's also a reiteration of the idea of no path to full-time employment for anyone working part-time and in particular these contractors. For more details and to explore the story in full, check the link in the show notes. In other Nintendo news, it seems that Nintendo has come out and said that they will not be increasing the price of the Switch anytime soon. You might think this isn't such a big deal, that news about no change isn't news at all, but Nintendo, for their consoles, their games, and their accessories, have always used a very aggressive pricing model and has never really negotiated on that front. Nintendo president Shintaro Furukawa has told Nikkei, a publication in Japan, that in order to offer unique entertainment to a wide range of customers, we want to avoid pricing people out. Our competition is the variety of entertainment in the world and we always think about pricing in terms of the value of the fun we offer. Some might conspire that they want to continue sales of the current model so they can sell them out in order to start selling an upcoming new Switch model, but they have confirmed in this statement as well that the current models available are the standard, the Switch Lite and the OLED model, all of which are currently available. And as mentioned earlier, it seems like the price isn't going to be changing the Microsoft v Sony acquisition discussion for Activision Blizzard in Cade, the Brazilian Competition Authority is still ongoing with more information being released every day. The most recent and most significant one being that Xbox has now confirmed that the Xbox One sold less than half of PS4 consoles during that generation. Microsoft hasn't released this data usually, saying that it's not the key metric of success that they like to focus on, but you may also remember that the Xbox One had a very turbulent launch, with all these aspects of always being online and having access to media centres, meaning they both spread themselves too thin and weren't giving the fans what they wanted. So while this is an interesting revelation, whether this is an argument for their acquisition of Activision Blizzard and why Sony shouldn't be able to block it, I'm not entirely sure. Still an interesting tidbit of information to keep in mind. IGN reports that EA has accidentally listed their $100 FIFA 23 Ultimate Edition game online on the Indian Epic Games Store for $0.06. This was reported as a mistake which resulted in a 99.98% discount on the unreleased game which was quickly removed, but fortunate for some they did manage to purchase the game for that price. And EA has said that they will respect what they paid without coming back and asking for more money. An interesting move on EA's part, but a big blunder for a game that will be upcoming later this year It also shows that it pays to be diligent on the Internet and F5 might become the favorite key on your keyboard. Legendary tweeter Wario 64 has discovered on Amazon's website that the new Tales from the Borderlands game will be arriving for PS4 and PS5 on the 21st of October for this year. This new Tales of the Borderlands, the second edition in the Telltale series for the Borderlands universe was announced earlier this year, but we need to note as well that it's not being developed by Telltale Games, which in its previous state no longer exists, so anyone who was a massive fan of the first game that came out might need to set their expectations. Ghost of Tsushima, a game that was a PlayStation exclusive, is getting a film adaptation shortly with more and more details coming out to confirm that it is actually in the works, which is a major fear for any games being turned into films. Chad Stahelski has interviewed with Collider magazine and confirmed that, honestly, we try to do it all in character, meaning it's a Japanese thing about the Mongols invading Tsushima Island, a complete Japanese cast in Japanese. Sony is so on board with backing us on that. So we'll be looking at an all Japanese cast in probably entirely the Japanese language. And as the original game was built in Japanese and then dubbed to English afterwards, we may see the film receive that same treatment as well. I'm yet to play Ghost of Tsushima, but recently I've seen that Jan Ochoa of Giant Bomb has started playing Sekiro and it's revived my need for a good tension game. This one could be it. A new Avatar The Last Airbender console game seems to have leaked on their Japanese Amazon for imported English copies of the game. With very little detail about the development of it, it seems like it's going to be developed for a North American audience and imported into Japan. A Nintendo Switch version of the game has been set for a November 8 release date, but there are also listings for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 and Xbox One. Now before the big fans get too excited, the developer of the game is called Game Mill. And as a publisher it's notorious for publishing casual games so this may not be the massive world RPG that we're looking for from a Avatar The Last Airbender game but it's better than nothing and they're also responsible for games such as Cobra Kai The Karate Kid Saga Continues and American Ninja Warrior Challenge. If you enjoyed those then you're more than likely going to enjoy this as well. The Steam Store seems to be updating its interface to include a button that will allow you to more easily add free games and DLC into your library as a seamless experience. In the past they've only ever had the install game or play game buttons as a way for you to engage with the game from the store page using the interface, but now they will also have an add to library button which allows you to very quickly add it to your library store it there for later use, and you don't have to play it immediately or even install it immediately. This isn't a massive update, but it does make a more streamlined experience for those who use Steam a lot. And if you're after free games or free DLC a lot of the time, this might make the experience more seamless for you if you're a PC gamer. (laughs) Lastly, a quick podcast plug. I was fortunate to be a guest on the Middle-Aged Gamers podcast, and they stream on Twitch and YouTube a couple of times a week, talking about games, what they get up to, gaming advice, reviews, what they enjoy, and giving advice for you at the same time. Here's a quick promo for their podcast if you'd like to check them out so they can introduce themselves. Welcome to the Middle-Aged Gaming Podcast, the number one show on the internet for people like yourselves. We play games slowly so you don't have to guess whether they are worth your time or not. We also interview guests and talk about the occasional hot topic. Join us every week with our hosts Adam, Korean and Antoine, coming at you from three very different gaming perspectives. Wednesday morning, Taiwanese time at 9am live on YouTube, Twitch and Facebook. It will be 9pm Tuesdays for those of you on the East Coast of North America. You can also follow us on Twitter at gamingaged. You can also follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com slash Gaming. Don't let your schedule get you down, keep up with your passion for gaming and see you online. They were a great bunch to talk to. If you'd like to check them out, their information will be in the show notes. And that was the gaming industry news that you need to know. Check out the website deaddroppod.com for the sources of the stories and more. Follow me on at Matt on Twitter or follow the Instagram at deaddroppodcast for even more information and to know when episodes go live. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but more importantly, tell your friends about the dead drop. Stay safe, stay well, and we'll see you here in a couple of days.